Welcome to another episode of the Water Women Podcast, the podcast all things ocean. I'm your host, Jill. Hey pals, welcome back to another episode of Water Women Podcast. Do you guys have a minute? I sure hope so, because today we're diving into 60 Seconds for Ocean with their creator, Charlotte. I am blown away by Charlotte. She is finishing up high school right now and has already created this insanely cool project she has, 60 Seconds for Ocean, which is 60 second video snippets on Instagram of current marine biologists that she's hoping inspire the next generation of marine biologists. I think it's absolutely amazing what she's doing and how passionate she is, and I'm so excited to share that with you guys today. Now, before we dive in, I wanted to give a shout out to Ellie Mae Designs Company, which is run by a dear friend of mine, Mackenzie. Ellie Mae Design Company should be your go-to for any custom sweaters or welcome mats, t-shirts, anything of the sort. She should be your go-to for any custom ones of those because they are absolutely amazing. And with that, I'm so excited to say that she will actually be helping me create the first Water Women merch. I'm not going to give too much away yet, but it will be some clothing and it's coming soon. So keep an eye out for that and be sure to pre-order. Now let's jump in for a little bit longer than 60 seconds to hear about Charlotte's project, 60 Seconds for Ocean. So welcome to the Water Women podcast. I am so excited for today's guest. I think she is possibly the youngest guest we've had on in a while, which is super exciting. Welcome to the podcast. Do you want to start out and introduce yourself and let us know your full name and what pronouns you use? Yeah, sure. Um, so my name is Charlotte. I'm originally from Switzerland, but I moved to Singapore when I was five and I've lived here for almost 13 years, um, which is pretty amazing. Um, my pronouns wow, are yeah. she, her, um, and I'm in my last year of high school. So I'm excited to go off to college in a couple of months. Your last year of high school. That is insane. That is, that's very exciting for you. But what you've accomplished with, with your project that we're going to talk about in a second at this age is absolutely mind-blowing. And I'm so excited to see what you're going to do in the future. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm really happy with my project and, and how it's coming along. And I've, I've loved like being able to talk to everybody and all the experiences that come with it as well. For sure. So what makes you a water woman? Like, when did you fall in love with the ocean? What kind of was it for you? Um, you know, when I was younger, I really wanted to be a mermaid. Uh, I think a lot of young girls did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think the first like fond memory I have of the ocean, I was probably around eight years old and my family took a, a holiday to Mauritius and I was in the water, you know, just snorkeling on my own. And um, I found this little rock uh, with two moray eels and uh, I was fascinated by them. So I was just staring at them for an hour and I was like, no, I wasn't even scared of them, you know? And it, it was really amazing to, to see them. And I, I had remembered that my mom had told me that you need to close your hands when you're around eels because they could bite you in between oh, your yeah. fingers. So I was like swimming with my fists <laughs> around them. Um, yeah, so that was the first memory I had. Uh, if I was like, whoa, the ocean is really, really cool. And I think like, th I, I want to be a mermaid. I want to be able to be in the ocean 24 seven. I, I did not want to get out of the water, but it was getting dark. So my mom made me go out, but it, it, it was amazing um, just being in the water. And then I think 
the second time where I was like, I think that the ocean is a beautiful place. You know, when I, I was older and realized all that comes with the ocean, it was um, two and a half years ago. I went on a research trip to uh, Papua New Guinea um, and I got the opportunity to dive with whale sharks, uh, which was amazing. Um, it, it was mind blowing. I, at first I did not want to get into the water because I was like, they are huge. I'm not getting in there. They're going to eat me, <laughs> but, um, you know, I mustered up the courage and I jumped in and then I did not want to get out. You know, it was beautiful. Like I, I had trained to hold my breath. So I was able to swim with them and it was just a mind blowing experience and they really are a gentle giant. So yeah, I think that was the point where I was like, you know, maybe this is what I want to do. I think I want to work with the ocean. I, I really, I would love it. It makes me feel happy. And yeah. I love that, that you just kind of like enjoyed it so much that you're like, yeah, okay, this is it. This is where I'm going. Like just, it's so captivating yeah. <laughs> once you're diving in there and it just, I totally get what you mean when you're like, I don't, I don't want to get out. Like I want to stay here forever. If I could hold my breath forever, I would be. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it was a crazy experience. And I think if someone asked me what's the best experience I've had in my life, diving with whale sharks, 100%, nothing else. It's just, I it's still to Wow. Yeah. That's 100% on my bucket list. So I am incredibly <laughs> jealous that you've already gotten to do it because I'm just like waiting for the day that I can. Yeah, no, it was amazing. Yeah. Now let's talk a little bit more about your project. So you have something called 60 seconds for ocean which is so cool tell us a little bit about that like what is it and how was it born where did the idea come from yeah so um 60 seconds for ocean is a project i created um last august um and i i had wanted to do something like that for a while i i wanted to be able to promote um uh, activism in marine conservation uh within the younger generation and especially young women um, I think like I'm, I'm a really strong advocate of, of women in STEM and I, my focus in STEM is more marine biology and marine science. So I really wanted to, to create a project where I could show girls and, and even guys my age that it's possible to be involved even if we're this young, you know, it's the culmination of all little projects that people do that make a difference. Um, and so I, I was brainstorming ideas and I came up with the idea, why, why don't I ask the people who are currently in the field, you know, they have the best advice, they have the experience, and why don't I get them online and I, I get them to share their experiences with the world. Um, so I just do um, short 60 second interviews um, where um, I asked uh, the marine biologists or conservationists um, the, just questions about their work. Um, and advice that they would give to a 16 to 25 year old young woman um, that wants to do something with marine conservation. And um, I think that it, it's been helping. It's definitely been helping me. Um, and it's just been amazing being able to talk to all these incredible people who work in the field. And it, it's been making me even more excited to want to go into marine science. So yeah. I think it's amazing and such a great idea for you and a really amazing asset for people like you who are around your age that are like, hey, maybe I want to go into this uh, field, but don't maybe know exactly how to do that or what they want to study in there. So they have this super easy tool that you've created to utilize where they can scroll through your Instagram and see kind of like a subject that appeals to them and click on that and get a little 60 second snippet of like, this is what this is about. This is kind of some advice for you. Yeah. 
And I, I, I wanted to make it 60 seconds because, you know, I mean, I'm guilty of this, but sometimes I have a short attention span, so I yeah. don't have the time to watch, you know, really long interviews. And so I was like, what would I want to watch? What would I want to see? You know, and that's kind of how I came up with 60 seconds for Ocean is just short and sweet, straight to the point. You know, people have the time to watch like one, two minutes, you know, on your way to work, you have two minutes to, to watch the video. It's just you have the advice right here in front of you. You don't have to wait 40 minutes for the person to say something. It's right there. And I think that is what kind of I really like in my project is just people being able to just immediately quickly watch a one minute video and just have the advice that they need. And I think that's really important, especially in our world where everyone is so busy right now and we don't have the time to stop. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like that. I like the 60 seconds, like short snippet because it's so accessible and like, there's sometimes that I do want to sit down and just have something in the background to listen to. But then like when I'm on the go or when I'm scrolling through social media, it's just kind of like this, okay, I want to know about this now. And that 60 seconds really mm-hmm. gives you like that instantaneous, yeah. like, okay, I've got the information. I'm good to go. So that's awesome. And you've done quite well with it. You've had some pretty cool guests on. That must've been so fun. Yeah, no, it was, it was really, really cool. You know, sometimes it's kind of a, long shot where I reach out to people and I don't think that they're gonna ever email me back but they do um I mean I got Christina Mittermeier I got Paul Nicklin which was crazy That's uh you know I reached out to them that. and they replied and I was like there's no way that they actually replied to me and agreed to do this because they're so busy and I didn't think that they would care about a project like mine uh but when they did you know it was just amazing and I was so excited to talk to them because I had looked up to them for a couple of years and it was like finally I got to talk to them and it was pretty amazing and everyone else I've also interviewed it's just been amazing to, to hear the stories and you know you think that someone is is busy well I mean just reach out to them and you'll see if they reply and if they do that's amazing at least you tried right so exactly yeah. that has been honestly the biggest learning thing for me with this podcast too is like there's no harm in reaching out and like the worst case scenario is you're not going to hear back from them Worst case scenario, your email goes unread. Who cares? No one knows. Mm -hmm. And it's like the people that you think like, I have no chance of talking to these people are always the ones that are like, absolutely. I love outreach. I love to do this. And it's like, I remember it was like my sixth episode and Nan Hauser, I had sent her an email and I was like, this email is going to the void. Like I will never hear from her. (laughs) And she responded. She's like, yeah, I'd love to be on the show. And I was like, I'm just going to go scream for a couple minutes and then like, <laughs> cool, cool. And I think like we recorded and I like, had myself composed and like afterwards I just like sat at my computer for like a solid 20 minutes. It's just like, that just happened. I just spoke to my hero. Like, it's <laughs> so funny to kind of see that. Yeah, no, you, you feel pretty good after you've interviewed someone that you've looked up to and that you think is incredible at what they do. It's like after it, you're like, whoa, this is amazing. Like anytime I have a really cool interview and then after it's done, I'll run to my mom and be like, mom, this was amazing. I had the best time. This person was so cool. Yeah, no, so I totally get you on that. I love, I think my friends are like tired of hearing about it because like my roommate, I'll like leave here after this. I'm like, I just talked to the coolest person. She's like, okay. And I'm like, no, no, it's really cool. I promise. Like, I love it. So you said that you like knew you wanted to go into marine science. And before you started this, did you have an idea of like what you wanted to do in marine science? And has that changed since you've gotten to do the 60 seconds for oceans? Because you're interviewing so many different people in so many different fields that I feel like it's 
opening up new options for you and like you're kind of learning more about the different things you can do so has it changed kind of your path at all Mm -hmm. um so as I said before on the when I knew I wanted to go into marine biology it was when I started with the whale sharks um and I was actually on a the trip with um Mark Erdman and so when and I was talking to him the whole trip about like his job and everything because I was so into it I was like oh my god I want to do this like um, so I think at first, when I, I first like had an instinct that I, I wanted to go into marine biology, I wanted to work with whale sharks, you know, because um, there we really do not know anything about them, and I, I wanted to be the first like science like female scientist to find out what happens to whale sharks, you know, where the nurseries are, where they mate, everything, because that we still don't know, and I think that's yeah. pretty crazy because they're such big creatures but we don't know much about them. Right. Right. Um, So I think that's what I wanted to do at first. Uh, I even wrote a whole like 4,000 word essay for school on them because I was like, I really like them. Um, But I think now after my uh, project, um, I am not exactly sure what I want to go in um, specifically within marine biology, but I I know that I definitely want to uh, partner it with something along the lines of communications or marketing, because I think that's really important. Something that a lot of people have told me is, you know, if you want to do well in marine conservation, you need to be able to have those communication skills. You need to be able to talk to people, communicate the issues and, you know, combining the science side of it and the communications. I think that is really important. I think that's what I want to go into because I already I love talking to people I, I love meeting new people and so I thought that when you know the opportunity came I would be able to combine communications with science and you know just spread out more um information about the science the science side of the ocean because that's I, I love science as well so you know just combining both of these I think is really important and would be really cool absolutely scientific communication is so important and so underutilized even still and I remember like hearing my profs talk be like scientific communication is important and when you're young like in in high school and in you know like beginning stages of university you're like okay yeah like scientific papers like scientific communication between the scientific community like community is important but you're not really thinking like scientists to general public kind of communication Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's been a huge movement lately is like making science more accessible to the general public so that everyone can kind of like know what's going on and why it's important and like it's just so exciting to be part of and like it's really inspired me yeah no and I I think it's very important people want to know the facts and the evidence but you can't just give them a scientific paper and be like okay read it then you'll have the facts people don't want to read a scientific paper they they won't understand it right you want someone who can't who has both the expertise in science and with talking to people because they can combine that, you know, you, you've done your research, you have your paper, but you are also able to talk to the public, the general public who does not know much about science. You can tell them all about, you know, your research and what you found out and being able to do that, I think is crucial, especially nowadays in the state that our ocean is in, you know, we, we need to step up and we need to be able to show the general public what is going on. And we can't just give them big words, you know, you need to break it down for people and then make them understand that. I think that's really, really important right now. Absolutely. I like I'm in academia, like I don't even want to read papers. I read papers for my school and I don't even want to do it. (laughs) So the people that aren't in school and like don't have to read papers, there's no way they're going to sit down and read a 20 page paper about why krill is important to us as humans, because they're like, no, I don't care. But if you have someone who mm-hmm. can entice you and be like, hey, 
listen, this is why Krill is so cool. And to pair that with what you're doing, like to be able to get that in just such a short amount of time, to be able to be like, hey, real quick, while you're scrolling, this is why Krill is important to us. This is why it's cool. There you go. Go on with it. They're going to remember that. That's going to stick with them. They're going to be like, man, Krill is awesome. Yeah. No, and especially like with Krill, because it's so tiny, people would not think that, you know, they're important to us, but they're like one of the biggest parts of the ecosystem. And if they're gone, you know, a lot of our like marine ecosystems will crumble and people need to like understand that because you'll talk to a random person on the street and be like, Krill, what, what is Krill? Or, or they'll know Krill, what Krill yeah. is. And they'll be like, well, it's tiny. How, how big of an effect can it have? But it's actually, you know, a tremendous Huge. effect. And then, yeah. So, yeah. I feel with the ocean a lot of times, like with land-based conservation, it's almost easier. Like everyone's like, yeah, like protect the trees, save the trees, save the forest. It's like, okay, pretty much anywhere as you can look outside or even drive a little ways, you're going to see some sort of tree. You're going to, it's accessible to people, but the ocean is almost an out of sight, out of mind kind of experience. Because if you're not living on a coast or making the effort to learn about the ocean, like it's not something you have to think about, even though it does play a huge role in your life. Yeah. No. And especially people who live in landlocked countries, they don't think that it can do anything to help you know, they're like, well, I don't live near the ocean. What do you want me to do about it? And I'm like, so much there's so many things you can do right like it's not because you don't live near the ocean that you can't do anything right i mean living in a landlocked country you can help with recycling in your communities you can help with you know don't use plastic bags when you go to the mall when you go grocery shopping bring your own reusable bags right and i think a lot of these small steps are already really good especially if you don't live near the ocean um, just these these tiny steps and all of these together really help, you know, even if Absolutely. you only use plastic bags, you know, you I mean, you reduce um, how many plastic bags you use is already really good than using them every time. I think just small steps already. And that's really important as well. I mean, everyone needs to do their part, obviously, um, in, in whatever way that they, they want to do it. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like no one's asking you to become this full-fledged ocean eco-warrior when you live in a landlocked area because it's so hard, but there is little things you can do that are going to have such a big impact that you don't even realize. Yeah. No, I, I remember when I was in, I think it was grade one, I did a presentation on polar bears um, and it, it was my best, with my best friend and we got this big string and we were like, this is how tall a polar bear is. Um, and I still think of that to this day because we talked about, you know, the ice caps melting, um, obviously in a very simple manner because we were in grade yeah. one. Uh, <laughs> I still think about that today in my presentation um, because there's so many things that you can do to prevent that from happening. And I think people still don't understand, you know, just, you know, use less water. Don't keep your light on. I don't think it's hard. If you're going down to dinner, you can turn the light off in your room. It's not going to go away, <laughs> you know? Um, and I think that's what something that people need to understand the smallest things. And that, that is what, you know, helps the most. Um, you, as you said, you know, you don't need to like be the big ocean eco warrior. You don't need to create your own NGO to have an impact. It's the small things that you do in your daily routine that help a lot. Um, and I, I think that, you know, that is what we need to get out there more and what people need to start understanding more is that the small things are what count the most. Absolutely. All these little things that you're doing, they add up. 
I mean, make a difference. Like if you're using your reusable bags, that's six plastic bags that aren't getting used. And that mm-hmm. if you're doing that every week, then that's like, I'm not good at math, but that's a lot of plastic bags kind of thing. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's making a difference, all these little things. And I really, I, my hope is for everyone to have some sort of connection to the ocean or even just to the environment in general so that they can see and feel the impact that they're making because it is, it does help to be like connected and like have that passion to be like, no, I want to save this for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And especially, you know, going back to the people who don't live near the ocean, I think that's why I, I really enjoy my project. It's being able to, you know, story to hell and, you know, have these amazing people who have had these amazing underwater experiences, have them tell the story to the world. And those people who live in the mountains, they will watch the interview and be like, whoa, the ocean is really cool. Oh my God. They <laughs> had an amazing experience with this whale or they had an experience with a, a tiny little fish. And I think that is also what will help spark people's passion for the ocean. Be like, yes. these experiences sound awesome. I want that. I want to go swim with this shark. I want to go swim with this fish. Uh, and I think that's also what I like about my project is being able to use social media to combine so many different people and share, you know, different views and different experiences on such a big platform. Um, I think that we're very grateful, you know, nowadays to be able to share so much and, you know, to have social media and to have that wide range of people who will look at your content. Um, just being able to share all of that is also what I, I really want. I want to help educate people and I want to show them that the ocean is beautiful, right? It's not scary, full of great white sharks that will eat you. Uh, it's <laughs> actually an amazing, you know, it's actually amazing. And even though we've only, you know, discovered like 5% of it, I think. Yeah. Um, when you think about it, you you would think that we've discovered a lot, but 5% is not a lot, you know. Um, and I, I just wanted to promote more, um, you know, at, um, advocacy um, within young people in, in marine conservation. I mean, in STEM would be perfect because that's what I really like. I, I want to promote female engagement in STEM, but already if it's in marine conservation, marine biology, that'd be great. Yeah, exactly. I love that. And I love that your your audience is not just the target age that you're aiming for because mm-hmm. you're getting um, – all of like the older groups of people too, but you're aiming for this younger group, which I think is so important because your generation is going to be the one that changes the world. Like I like, I just know it. You guys are going to be the ones that are kind of like, okay, everyone step out of the way. Let us just handle this. We've got all the information you guys found us. Let us just put this in place. So it's going to be really exciting to see. Yeah, no, and we've been left with a lot to fix. Uh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> so it is kind of our job to step up, um, but I don't mind it. You know, I I like being busy and keeping myself busy, and I like educating people, uh, and I, I love science. So just being able to combine all of that is is really amazing, and I I love being able to share that through my project. I love that. I also I say your generation. I'm pretty sure we're the same generation. <laughs> it's just, you know, like I'm on that cusp. I might be the generation above you, but I might choose to be this generation today. Like, yeah, see. Why not? You could be part of the powerful generation, you know? <laughs> That's what I'm going to I'm going to do that. Like, I'll be the, I'll just be the mom of the generation. I'll just take care Perfect. of everyone. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> so we've talked a lot about how interacting with the ocean can kind of like persuade you to love it a little bit more and like want to conserve it a little bit more. Are you in an area right now that you're able to like go be in the ocean, like 
is it something that you're connected with right now? Are you able to do diving, swimming, all that kind of stuff? So um, I am in Singapore, which is an island, so I'm surrounded by water. However, it's the major harbor, so there's huge boats coming in every day, you know, 24-7. So the water is horrible. It's green. It's not clear. Um, The, you know, the water is just, it's not nice. It's not appealing. You don't really want to go swimming there and then. There's not many fish, there's not many corals, and if there are, they're not very nice to look at, Um, which is, it's kind of sad, because I've been stuck here for a year, right, and I want to go back to the ocean, I want to go back swimming, Uh, and I have that, but I, I, I don't have that connection that I have with other places where, you know, the sea life is booming, and the corals are beautiful colors, and I have fish around me, right, I, I don't have that here, which is a bit annoying, especially, you know, seeing as I love the ocean, I love being in it. It's it's just, if I want to be happy, if I want to be in my happy place, I will go swimming. I'll go in the ocean. I'll surround myself with all the marine diversity that I can have. But I just, I don't have that here, which is a little bit frustrating. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I try to do what I can, but I'm also very busy um, with my, like, high school, like, my senior schedule. So it's not like I can go to the beach very often. And it's not like I have much to do there anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, hopefully that changes soon and hopefully yes. where we go after this is a place there's so many amazing places to study marine science that you're like right right in the ocean pretty much so hopefully that's where yeah. you get to go and you get to be in your happy place the whole time because that's going to make your studies so much easier to just be like oh yeah I'm just studying this when I love it like I can go dive anytime yeah, no, that's why when I was looking at colleges to apply to, I was like, okay, which ones are near the beach? You know, which one are near the ocean? Because I want to be able to, you know, study marine biology and actually do it in the field physically, you know, actually go in the ocean and do my research there, right? I don't want to be in the middle of nowhere and have oh, to yeah. take a plane to go to the ocean. I want to be right next to the ocean. If I want to go swimming in the morning before class, I want to be able to yeah, do that. Yeah. So that's why when I was doing research, I was like, I need to be near the ocean. I need to be near a beautiful place because I don't want to be near green water or just no water around me. <laughs> I love that. I When I was applying for colleges and universities, I told my parents, I was like, I'm going to Australia. I'm studying in Australia. And my parents were like, okay, so that's halfway around the world. So maybe <laughs> not yet. And I made a deal with them. I was like, okay, I'll stay in Canada for my undergrad. And they were like, okay, not thinking it would like ever progress past that. And I did. I did my uh, degree in a place called St. John. And it's similar to the harbor, although a little bit smaller. Like we've got the water. You could, it's a little too cold to go swimming half the time. But like the water's there. You can see it. You're in it. You're, it's hands on. And then the second I graduated, I was like, by the way, I'm going to Australia for my next degree. And my parents were like, haha. And I was like, no, like, I've got to accept it. Like, I'm going to Australia. And they were like, okay, we're not keeping you here. Got it. Cool. So there's definitely the options that you can have of dying and going yeah. to places that are warm and you could be right in the water. I love it. Well, I am so excited to see what you do in the future and to keep following along with the yeah. 60 seconds for ocean journey, because I love it so much it's honestly the highlight of my like scrolling through my small screen (laughs) when it like pops up and I'm like oh what am I gonna learn today and it's just I love it I can't tell you how much I love it I'm glad yeah no and I'm I'm happy to see that I'm being able to you know I'm I can reach so many different people like obviously my target audience is 
you know, younger people who might not be working directly in marine science or in ocean conservation. But I'm glad to see that even those who are working directly in the field are enjoying those and are learning from them because yeah. at first that was not at all what I, I was aiming for, but I am so glad that it has progressed into that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, there's always a place to learn because like my area of not expertise yet, but like my area of main focus and interest is whales. And so I know a lot about that, but then like your, your uh, Instagram will pop up and I'll learn something new about like, whether it be diving or just other like other aspects and I'm learning something new and I'm like cool I didn't know that and that's awesome yeah no I'm so glad to hear that I love that it's it's nice to to hear um like people actually enjoying my content being like I love this it's really helping me and oh my goodness yes I've shared it with so many of my friends like I'll send it to my friends be like hey (laughs) look how cool this quick little video is it's only 60 seconds you have the time to watch it I know you do Oh, <laughs> well, it's so fun. Like, it's not even just to be like, hey, like to promote this. It's like, I learned something new. I want to share that. I'll share it on my stories. Like, I love it. Big fan. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, it's, and I, I, it's, it's not um that I'm only, only, sorry. It's not that I'm only doing it for whoever's watching it. I'm also doing it for myself. I absolutely, uh, I learned, I, yeah, I've learned so much. Every time I have an interview, I learn something new. And I love that because, you know, when people say you learn something new every day, I do. And sometimes I learn two things a day because I have something that day plus the interview, right? Which makes yeah. it even better. Um, and sometimes I have two people talk about the same thing, but they will talk about it in a different way because of their different experiences. And I think that's really cool because people don't want to hear the same thing over and over again. But if you have, you know, two people talking about the same topic, but from a different perspective, I think that's really, really cool because you can see two sides of the story or you can see the same side of the story, but from two different people. And I think that's really important. And I've learned a lot from that because I've had a lot of people tell me that, you know, communications is important, but the way that they've said it is that they all come from different jobs, from different fields. And the way that they've said it is like, it gives me a new perspective on it. I'm like, oh, maybe I should look into this or maybe I should look into that. Uh, Yeah. And that's been really, really helpful. Absolutely. It's also, I hope you realize how many doors it's opening up for you because it's really insane. All these like networking connections you have now, Mm -hmm. like, I don't know if you've had any lectures or anything on networking, but I remember learning about networking or like hearing networking in high school and thinking it's like, okay, I have to go to this event. I have to listen to other people speak. I have to Mm -hmm. talk to other people. It sounds really boring, but just doing stuff like this and reaching out and being like, Hey, I'm interested in what you do. Do you want to talk about it a little bit is networking. And then those people, like, if you ever were doing research in the future and were like, oh, hey, that girl Jill that I talked to once, she researches this, we could put this mm-hmm. together, and you email me, I'm going to be like, absolutely, yes, 100% we're working together. So, like, yeah. it's opening up so many doors for you. I love that. Mm-hmm, yeah. I don't know if you would count my my dad giving me a lecture on networking, an actual <laughs> lecture, but I would count it as that. Oh, uh, but absolutely. Me, you know, when I first started it, it was not all about me meeting new people. It was just about me helping others. And I think as it progressed and as my project got, you know, bigger and I, I got to reach out to more people and, and have a wider audience, I think my dad slowly started telling me, you know, networking is really important. Keep a spreadsheet of all the names, all the emails and what they do, because you never know what you're going to be doing in the future and who you're going to need to reach out to. And I think that's something that I've realized now. I'm like, this is actually really, really good for me, you know, and 
ever I I'm if I end up doing research research on whales and I need help, I can reach out to you, you know, and I'll have your email, have your contact. I'll be like, I remember I worked with someone with whales. Who was that? And then I'll just check my spreadsheet and I'll be like, it was Jill. I did the podcast with her. And, you know, and I think that's really, really useful. And that's something that I think my generation should learn a lot. You know, you can't just rely on your mom and dad. You have to make these connections on your own and you need to be able to learn how to manage you know all these people and have spreadsheets keep records of everything and I think that's definitely really important with networking this day and age networking is so easy with social media like Mm -hmm. you can dm someone on instagram and there's a high chance like speaking from experience shooting a message to someone and like being like hey I really love what you do I'm really interested to hear more do you want to talk about it almost 100% of the time, they're going to be like, yeah, here's what I do. Here's a brief introduction. Do you want to talk more? I can set up a phone call. Like people who are passionate about what they do are always going to want to like share what they're doing. Like if someone ever DMs me, is like, hey, I have a question about whales. I'm like, go, let's go. Let's see if I can do it. If I don't know it, I know someone who does. Like, let me talk about whales. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. It's like whenever my friends, I hear them talking about the ocean, I'm like, oh, I know this. I know some scientific <laughs> facts. They'll look at me and be like, Charlotte, we don't want to talk about science. And I'm like, yeah, but it's really, really cool. Listen to me. <laughs> I love it. It's like, no, I promise it's relevant. And I promise you're going to yeah. think it's cool. I think, I hope. <laughs> so if people wanted to follow along with 60 Seconds for Ocean, where can they find you on Instagram, on any social media or platform? Yeah. Um, so for now, I'm only um, working on Instagram currently, uh, because I, it's the social media platform I know best. And I yeah. think for now, it's working well. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. But uh, I think later in the future, I definitely want to continue doing this because it's not just a small project. I think I, I want to continue interviewing people. I want to continue helping others. Uh, later on in the future, I might branch out to, to other um, platforms, um, such as Twitter, maybe YouTube, making um you know a, a website I, I'm not sure yet of what I want to do but uh for now it's just good old Instagram there's so many doors opening with that and so many ways you could take it now right now you're a little busy with school so there <laughs> don't worry about that enjoy what you've got right now because it is doing so well yeah no it's been great of course so for everyone who wants to follow along it is 60 the number 60 seconds four the number four and then oceans that's what it is yeah perfect i thought so but i wasn't like i couldn't remember right there i was, so worried. I was like oh no but yeah so make sure to follow along with charlotte on there because i 100 percent guarantee you will learn something new every time you watch her i hope so <laughs> <laughs> oh definitely absolutely i learn something new almost every day there you go perfect. well thank you for joining me on the podcast today it was absolutely awesome to have you on and i truly cannot wait to see what you do in the future and I just I have one last question and it's basically like do you know how cool you are or have you realized that yet? <laughs> um no I don't I don't like to think of myself in that way um I like to think of myself as you know I, I don't want to like try to make myself look better I'm just being me trying to be the best version of myself and just trying to help others. And if that means I'm being cool, well, that's awesome. That's one of the perks of being who I am. <laughs> it is 100% meaning you're cool because I would have been so jealous of you at your age. I would have like wanted to be you. And I'm, I'm so proud of you almost. Like I just, I'm so happy that you're so young and so inspired to do this. And 
I just know that it's going to take you so far in the future. Yeah, no, I've, I've always been someone that's stubborn is not the word, but I've always been very determined. If I want to do something, I will do it. No one's going to stop me. You're not going to tell me no, right? If there's a project I'm passionate about, I'm going to want to do it, right? If it's the right thing to do, I don't want someone to tell me no. I want to be able to spread the message. And I think that's something that I want to continue doing. And I think it's a great quality to have, you know, just persevere through people who are bringing you down and um, just you'll be able to get there in the end. If you're passionate about it, don't let people bring you down. Just push through it, persevere through it, work hard, and you'll get there in the end. And it will always be worth it. For sure, yeah. Perfect. Well, thank you again for joining me. It was so amazing to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Water Women podcast. I hope you guys are all running right now to go follow Charlotte on her Instagram and check out 60 Seconds for Ocean because it is amazing and I am so excited to see what she does in the future. I know I've said that like a hundred times already this podcast, but I truly am. She is going to be amazing and it's awesome that she's working this hard already to inspire the next group or the next generation of marine biologists. Now, if you've listened this far, thank you for sticking around. I'm going to give you a chance to win some early info on the merch and maybe get a discount. Who knows? But if you've listened this far, check out our latest Instagram post, which is Charlotte's episode, and leave a comment with the dolphin emoji. And you know, you never know, you might receive a little code from me for a discount from our merch store coming up. So make sure to check that out. And thank you again for listening. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Water Women podcast. I love sharing these stories with you and I love that you love to listen. Make sure if you like the podcast, you're leaving a review and liking and subscribing to the podcast. It really helps us out. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Water Women Podcast and on Twitter at Water Women Pod. You can also check out more from us, including quizzes, blog posts, and shop our site at waterwomenpodcast.ca. Thanks again for listening and until next week, stay salty.